0: Hey there, it's April Boulevard, your dog training mentor. And I want to thank you so much for coming in and listening to another episode of Why Does My Dog Do That? So if it's your first time listening, don't forget to like and subscribe to get notified when another episode comes out. I usually release them about every Tuesday. And also, if you um, have any questions, concerns, Or comments, I love to get those too. And now, Anchor's letting you pretty much leave an audio message on any forum that this podcast is available. So press that button, leave me an audio message, and I will answer your questions and maybe even feature you on the show. Most likely I will. (laughs) Also, don't forget, if you listen to some of these episodes, you really like them, to leave a favorable review on someplace like iTunes. Because what that does is it helps your fellow dog lovers find these podcasts a lot easier. So you will be doing them a great service. And if I've helped you in some way, you can always go to anchor.fm backslash dog mentor and leave me a monetary donation. I greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to get money so that I can publish a book. I just need some money to hire an illustrator. It's going to be a kid's book about my guinea pigs and I'm really excited about it. So if you feel like I've helped you in some way and you want to help me with that, then go to anchor.fm backslash Dog Mentor and leave a monetary donation. Once again, thanks so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoy today's topic. So today we're going to chat about um, what happened yesterday, it was pretty much a normal day until around 4.30 and then it all went sideways through, we're going to talk about that and then with that we're also going to talk about the way that vets offices are handling this COVID-19 and how that's affecting their practice and procedures. So, yesterday was pretty much a normal day, and when, um, me and my son were kind of had a couple more subjects to do in his homeschool, we heard a noise, and we looked over, and we saw my ferret had fallen out of his, uh, out of his, uh, hammock. So, of course, I run over there, and, um, he is pretty much, uh, comatose and had peed on himself so I thought he was on the way out now backstory on this a couple weeks ago um he uh was in his playpen with his sister they were in this little octopus um hammock uh, um bedding thing that I have so they go in through the octopus and they can it has all legs or tunnels and things like that and I heard um some noises and I saw you know moving around and I thought maybe they were playing a little too rough and I pulled him out and noticed that he was having a full-on seizure. He was seizing like for a long time so naturally we had to rush him to the vet. Now there are two diseases that ferrets get if you're not a ferret owner. You would know this but if you are you probably do. Uh, adrenal disease which is a tumor on the adrenal gland. And that's what usually causes ferrets when they have the hair loss. And then insulinoma, which is a tumor on the pancreas. And what that tumor does is kind of eat all the insulin. That's what it feeds off of. of. So that makes the ferret hypoglycemic. So, um, I, you know, and in this and taking him there, of course, um, the vets in our area, and my vet um, especially has taken extreme precautions that are good because you want them to, uh, to keep themselves safe. So what you have to do is you have to call. They'll tell you to come in. You park your car. You tell them you're here. They will send a vet tech out to you who will be with masks and gloves and so forth um they'll ask you the questions or whatever and then you they will take your pet in and either you will leave your pet there or you have to wait in your car. You're not allowed in the vet's office. And um I totally understand that because they are essential in the fact that if all the vet scuts and techs got sick that we would not have anyone to take care of our pets. So I understand why they do what they do. So then we got back home and and he was fine. Um for a week or two, and then uh, two days ago, he seemed to be a little hypoglycemic. I gave him um, some extra stuff to eat, and I um, then, I kept an eye on him. I gave him, I rubbed a little bit of honey on his gums, and um, he just was um, really not bouncing back, and one of the things that they get is kind of like, glassy eyed they just kind of seem out of it and then they kind of almost seem like they're paralyzed like sometimes their back legs don't work the front legs don't work and they can't really get around uh later that day he seemed fine when I took him out yesterday to play with in his playpen he seemed fine as well so so back to (laughs) yesterday um here I am thinking my ferret is passing away So of course I grab him and he kind of blinks a little bit, so I know that he's still alive and I call the vet's office. And the receptionist uh, checks with them because it's almost the end of the day and they say, yes, break him in. So I bring him in, park, call, wait a little bit. They come and get him. At that time I just was keeping him in my lap and petting him just so that I could make sure that, you know, he was okay and still alive. And I just wanted him to feel comfort too. So they took him and I sat in the parking lot for an hour. Um, Luckily I had a um, Facebook time call with some of my friends because I am in a small group from my church and it's uh, mothers. And of course we haven't met for over a month um, physically. So the only way we can stay in touch is we try every day during the week to, to get on and, uh, and talk to each other on, on face, on, on messenger, um, so, uh, by, uh, five o'clock, or a little after, they, the doctor finally comes out, and, uh, she tells me that, um, Bear is my ferret's name, blood sugar was so low that he when they took the initial reading when he came in uh it was so low that their machine couldn't even register it so he was on his way out um they got him stabilized got him back up gave him glucose and all the kind of things that they need to give him and fed him and and all that kind of stuff and we decided to um of course give him a higher dose of his medication and um, i'm gonna make him Kind of something called a duck soup. And you can actually buy duck soup in a powder. And the man who who created it, his ferret was named Duck. And that's why it's called duck soup. But there are many different variations. But basically what it is, is maybe some, some people grind dry food and put it in there. Or you get moist food, baby food, some kind of supplements, oil like omegas or olive oil. And mix that in with some warm water and you just make a soup. So um, now I'm giving him that a couple times a day as well. Just so we know that he's eating and his um, levels are staying level. What she thought was he was just going up and down and up and down. So very, very scary. Um, And... Hard when you can't even go in with your pet, when you have to kind of just hand your pet over and be like, all right, you're gonna take care of my pet, but I'm not there, I'm not hearing things as it's happening, I'm not seeing what you're doing, I'm not getting updates to what is going on. My friends uh, last week had to let go one of their cats and I can't even imagine how hard that was to not be able to be in the room with your cat and guide them and comfort them and say goodbye but basically have to hand your pet over to a vet tech and know that you're not gonna be there that your pet is gonna be with people it doesn't know being put to sleep thank goodness you know getting release of its pain but it's just not the kind of way that you would want it so this COVID-19 has affected so many things in so many ways um, and with the vet practice as well. And like I said, I commend them for their procedures. I appreciate it, because if they just let people in and out, um, you know, COVID, you can have COVID for seven days and not be symptomatic. So you can be getting all those people in the office sick, then they're not going to be able to take care of any animals, and um, you know, that is gonna be a huge issue if something goes wrong with your pet so i commend him for those procedures but it's just you know such a strange time and such a time of um you know us realizing how good we had it right how great it was to be able to go in the vet's office with your pet you never thought that was something that you um would not get to do so so far today uh he bears great. He's doing great. More alert and active than I've seen him. So that's good. He's had his medicine. He's had his soup, his first dose. So, yep, he is doing great. And, uh, yeah, I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. Take care of your pets and love them. They'll love you for it. And listen, I know sometimes it's stressful, especially when things like that happen and you take your pet to the vet. And now everything has changed. Uh, but we have to remember and appreciate why they're doing things the way that they are and it's because they want to be there for you and your pets. If they get sick they can't do that so they have to do those kind of things to be there for you and your pets. All right talk to you next week. Bye. Mm Hey, thank you so much for listening to my Why Does My Dog Do That podcast. Um, Definitely check out some of the older ones if this is your first time listening. And hey, don't forget, now Anchor allows you to leave a voice message on any place that you listen to this podcast. So I want to hear from you. Please send me your questions, your comments, your suggestions. Um, I love to hear from you and also don't forget to favorite and subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode and if you listen to some of these podcasts you're really enjoying them please if you could do me the favor of leaving a review on someplace like iTunes it just helps other dog lovers find these podcasts a lot easier I hope you have a great week and I see you back here next week